Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. All right, today I'm bringing back my friend, Vanessa Engel. So Vanessa did a beautiful interview with me on The Breath. I'm going to link it below. But we are hanging out here as friends and partners and well, not partners in life, but you used the term earlier. You said we are pioneers of connectivity of the heart. So welcome, Vanessa, first of all. And the reason that I wanted to do this podcast is we're new friends and I have just launched my brand new program called Empress. And Vanessa gave me some feedback on a woman who is truly connected to her heart and her soul and her mission. And she said that basically I'm not talking at all about my masculine energy, which totally blew me away because I feel like I've been living in masculine energy for about 46 years of my 49 years on this earth. And so I said, would you hop on a podcast with me and let's freaking get into it. Like ask me anything. Let's freaking do this. So welcome, Vanessa. What did you say to me? (laughs) I love that. First, I told you that It is fascinating that now you are talking about love and consciousness and truth, because obviously to me, that are pillars of my life. So that's why we are friends. That's because you are opening your heart to the truth of love. And that's so beautiful. But I would like, as a woman who has always been in our feminine, and that has never made millions with it and that would like to have that impact because that would allow me to help more people getting right to their hearts. So I would like to know what it feels to be in the masculine energy, (laughs) in the doing energy. How could I, with all my feminine, achieve something in the matter? while respecting my feminine energy, but still doing the thing, doing the work. So I would like to know and to hear about what's the masculine energy to you, how it feels. Well, let's begin with that. Okay, so you're basically asking a fish what it feels like to swim and what (laughs) it feels like to be a fish and you're the monkey. So when I did my Gene Keys reading with a friend or... We weren't friends before, but she said, so you have this innate ability and it's like a monkey telling a fish it could swim. And so you're asking me what it feels like to swim, which feels really hard because my masculine energy, all right, it's like asking a flower to explain what it feels like to be a flower, okay? But you know what? I do know the difference between being in my feminine and being in my masculine. So I told you before we hopped on that being in my feminine has been something that I've had to cultivate and that I've had to work really, really hard to the point that my husband has had to tell me several times in our marriage, there's only one man in this relationship. Okay. I guess, you know what, I'll give you some funny examples 
of my relationship where my husband's like, yo, <laughs> like he'll call me Ro, right? Because he's <laughs> such a masculine man and he doesn't want to be with a masculine woman. So let's say, I remember this one time we were together at first and we were traveling somewhere and I stepped forward to do whatever it was with the counter person at American Airlines. Or it was Virgin Airlines. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm the man. Just step back. Like, let me take care of this. Other times in our relationship, I'm just, I want to do, I want to be the actor. I want to be the one to take care of things. I take action. I remember one day we were walking down the street and also in pretty new in our relationship. And he was so upset. And he goes, you're not the man. I'm the man in the relationship. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What the heck, right? And so last year, this is so exciting to me, when I first launched my first program, I work upstairs. So we live in a house, a beautiful multi-million dollar house. There's the power of masculine. I get so excited and I feel so driven. So the way masculine energy feels in my body, it feels like a fire hose. It feels like, whereas now I like feminine energy, I like lean back. My masculine energy, it really feels like I can't almost help it. Like it's pushing me forward. And so when I was launching my first course last year, after really taking a hiatus, I really took a retreat. It was like, I feel like I could lift the car. I feel like I could do anything. I would create my sales pages and I would create my graphics and I would post and I would get on social media and I'm posting and I'm talking To me, that's masculine energy. It's the doing, but it's very exciting for me. And so when I would finish my day, I would come downstairs and I would still be in my masculine. And my husband, once again, had to have a talk with me. And he was like, babe, I don't know what you need to do before you come downstairs, but can I have my wife back? Because you're like a (laughs) dude, right? And I'm like, okay. So like, or I go downstairs. Does that helpful? Yeah. (laughs) I go on. Okay. (laughs) So before I go downstairs, I usually have to like meditate to bring myself down. Then I transform, but I normally don't go to my husband right away after I've been working because my masculine energy is just very strong. So like even the way I touched my, I know I'm using a lot of relationship examples, but it is because he's so clearly masculine and I can be masculine. He says even the way I touch is very rough. (laughs) So like if I if I touch his hair, he's like, damn, like, it's so rough. And my mother would tell me the same thing. My mother would call me in Spanish, brusca, in French, like, brusque, like, brusca, like, you're so rough. And so I've had to learn how to gently touch my husband, how to gently touch his hair or his, because I can be very, like, rough. I break things. Like, I break things. It's my nature. My mother said the same thing. Wow. How are we doing? Yeah, great. Great. (laughs) Okay. So when I was a little girl, I guess I was very feminine. And and actually, somebody looked at my natal chart. And in my natal chart, it says that I have very masculine energy by nature. Whatever that means, I don't know that much about astrology. But I was very sweet and always kissing people and hugging them and all that stuff. However... 
having grown up on public assistance, so we grew up in Ecuador, middle-class family. Then we came to the United States. My mother came to the United States with my brother. And then I joined about a year later. But I remember as a little girl feeling this like deep frustration about our environment, that we were so poor, that we lived with in a tiny apartment. Everything was either given to us or taken from the garbage. The couches, like if we saw a chair outside, we'd take it, you know, we'd have it. And I remember like that wasn't okay with me. And I remember saying, when I grow up, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to be different. And so the drive within myself to change my situation has always been, I think I was born with it. Like the drive has always been very natural. And so I thought that education was the way. And I didn't have to try hard because I was smart. And I was in a very mediocre environment. And so I never really had to try. I never got to hone my skills or my talent. It was like I just did things and I was naturally good in school. But the drive to be something was always there. And so when I got to college, it was really the first time that I had to try, that I had to really just like, all right, put your masculine gas, like put the foot on the gas and go. And so the way that it presented, it was a will, but it was like this force inside me to just freaking do what I need to do. And so it looked like studying and it looked like I'm going to freaking do this. But I had this desire to like, prove myself and be the best. And so I studied and I got recognized and I thrived off that achievement. Like I needed the achievement, but it also I needed the achievement. And that was part of my programming that as a child where, because my brother had cancer and he got so much of the attention, the way that I got the attention was through achieving in school and getting the gold stars. And so that was a pattern that I repeated in school. That was a part of pattern that I repeated in college, but it was like, finally, I was able to put the gas on the pedal with my work so that I could get the gold stars, but it felt really good. So like the work was rewarded with the recognition. And so fast forward, what made me get my PhD was a, a professor who I think she was Belgian. And oh my God, I think she lived in Belgium before. And I'm, my excitement is because Vanessa's Belgian, but she was actually Romanian. And she said, you have a talent in French. You have a talent. You should get your PhD. And so I, I was like, okay, like I just wanted to be different. And so I got my PhD and I went to school for my PhD and that was hard. It was hard to be in such an environment where people were either French or they were Francophone and they, they seemed to come from a different class. And once again, it was like my drive. Like it was almost like the drive was natural, but then I just showed up. So the way my masculine showed up was like, I just freaking did the freaking work. Like it's just do the work, just do it. So when you say, or when other people say, like, I'm so much in my feminine, I don't even understand that. However, I remember I already started becoming disembodied, like out of my body because I had a lot of anxiety and I had a lot of like headaches. And so I started going to therapy to like, see, okay, I have all these headaches. Let me try this. And I didn't know that it was called anxiety at the time. No one suggested medication or breathing or anything like that. But 
I don't know. I, I guess the therapy helped me, but I got my PhD and I, I made it. And it was like a lot of will, but also like a lot of fun. Like I've always had that drive with the will. So it's not just the masculine paradigm of pushing through stuff. It's also just this like natural innate desire to do and create and making things happen. Because as a child, I knew that if things were going to change, it had to be up to me. Looking back, there was a lot of magic and people that appeared on my path. But in my mind at the time, I think I thought that I had to really create it myself. But I always had these like angels to help me. This makes me emotional. And a lot of men, a lot of men who really recognized me, saw my potential, gave me opportunities and like, you know, apply for this, get this job, do this thing. So I love men, despite anything that's ever happened to me. And despite all this bullshit, I'm sorry about like the patriarchy. And it's like, that's not who I am. Like, I'm always very clear to say, like, I love men. And yes, of course, there needs to be a shift. And I welcome the feminine paradigm into business, fart and love. But because I didn't have that, I was all like, I didn't think that I had that. I got lost. I got lost a bit, but I did have the heart because that's always, and I'm seeing right now speaking that it was always a part of me. So anyway, so fast. How am I doing, Vanessa? That's so interesting. Thank you. I'm wondering, because that drive, I also know that, and I can be rather quite masculine sometimes in my relationship too. But the masculine part is the part of the masculine energy that I think I'm missing is the part that is able to structure and to do the work relating to business. Mm -hmm. And maybe you are launching your program Empress. And uh, that's really what I would love to know about that masculine part relating to business. How does it help you to structure in order to give birth to things? Because being in my feminine flow, I have dreams. I have all kinds of things that I desire, but I feel I'm unable to be, to get up the morning and to do the thing. So, and I will know that I won't transform myself into someone that I'm not. Okay. And I'm, I'm supposed to go with the flow. I'm designed like that and it's okay. But we need the minimum structure. We need the walls in order to have a home, you know, yeah. and to me, the masculine is the walls. And so my question would be, what could you say to someone who lives in a home but that needs to build the walls inside a business. How did you do that? Yes. Okay. This is really exciting because right now in this very moment, you don't know about this, but I've just added a whole section on the masculine structure. So I did say that in Empress, we will talk about using masculine structures, setting the masculine structures up, for us to have success. But like I said, I really didn't know that lack of masculine energy was an issue for most people. Wow. So for me, let's talk about when I was able to build a multi-million dollar business. Yeah, let's talk about it. But it's been the same thing as when I got my PhD. It was just that I was really passionate about the thing that I was building. And so this might be disappointing, but 
I'm so happy to teach it. And I'm so happy to add like an extra big section in Empress for this, because you're not going to be happy to hear this. In my network marketing business, I just feel what needs to get done. It's a feeling for me. So when I signed up to be in this business, I signed up with a man who is an anesthesiologist and I had no idea how to work the business. Like I had no idea, no background, no desire to ever build a business. And he was an anesthesiologist, very successful in his business, was making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And I remember asking him like, hey, do you want to collaborate and do this together? And he was like, no. And he was doing his own masculine structure stuff of like, I don't know, whatever the method was back then. But for me, it was putting myself forward with my heart, with my energy and saying, okay, Facebook had just launched. People were still using MySpace, although that was beginning to die out. And at the time, there were the community forums. So the very act of bringing my, not forcing myself, the very act of bringing myself to the forums and simply using my voice and expressing, because the way that I felt it back then, 15 and a half years ago, is the way that I feel it now. Like I feel it so deeply and so clearly. I didn't even know this was a masculine thing. I don't know if it's a masculine thing. You'll tell me. But it was like, I have a message. I have something to share. And it was the act. Yes, it was the act of bringing myself from my house, my apartment, to the social media to share the message and the actual sharing of the message. By the way, you guys, Vanessa's shaking her head down. That was, that was it a masculine? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what I see, oh my gosh, I've been having so many light bulb moments because what I see still in business is that I'm like, what is wrong with these women? Why aren't they putting themselves online? And like, they're there, but they're not seeing. And I didn't realize that that was like feminine of being a flower. And so you have to ask yourself. So if you're asking for, okay, well, what do I do? It's, do you have a message? What is the message? Am I willing to be heard? Yes or no? Because if the answer is yes, then you need to bust a move. This is why we hear Cassie saying, Cassie Howard, who we both learn from and love, make big, bold moves. As feminine looking as she is, ooh, just got goosebumps. She busts the, the moves and that's why I follow her. And so we also, we were talking a little bit early about Melanie Ann Lair, who has made $70 million in the past five years. As feminine as she is, and as much as she preaches about the feminine energy, she is very masculine with the delivery of her content. And in fact, for me personally, like it's way too much for me, for my personal taste of like constant delivering. Okay. But it is that moment. So there's that moment in between. We're talking about bridges before in a private conversation that I was having, she's like, Vanessa was saying, you have to help us bridge like the masculine and the feminine because you don't talk about the masculine. So it's that moment. It's that, you know, you have something to share with the world. Are you willing to share it? And it's in that moment of like, yes, I'm willing to share it. Yes, I have something to say, saying, okay, screw it, go and then go. I don't know if somebody can teach you that. Like, otherwise what? 
do whatever you need. For me, it's an impulsion. It's like something that's going to burst. And if I don't do it, I'm going to freaking die. And so, yeah, well, if you're feminine and it's like, eh, you don't feel that thing, then I think, I think it has to be like, look at your life in 20, 30 years. Do you want to look back and say, I didn't do it? Yeah. That's something that I heard the possible regrets coming. Personally, that perspective creates anxiety yeah. because I realize now that I know about human design and jinkies and for a long time, I thought that it was something that I had to correct in life. Mm. I have to find it. I have to do it. And I've told that narrative to myself for almost 40 years until I realized that, okay, I'm not born with that kind of sustainable kind of energy. But I think that's something that really can help. And I think that's all the coaching world is about it. By launching Empress, for example, you are giving the world a container where that energy is, where it is vibrating. And I think that for someone like me, we have to put ourselves in places that won't squeeze us with only the masculine energy because that's not who you are, who we are. But we can be inspired, we can be connected to that masculine part while being respected in our feminine parts and in a container with someone that do the bridges between both. And you know, when we are connected, I can feel your masculine. So mm. that makes me move. That gives me that energy that I don't have. And that's why we are as many on earth, because we have whole different kinds of energy and we are nourished by the energy of others. And that's why I think so much people are buying programs from other people, because we are by buying a program, we are diving into another energy. We are being nourished by another energy. And I think that's important, but that's important too, that really by those kinds of programs with consciousness, yes. is that person giving me what the energy that is nourishing me while respecting my nature? Because if I'm not known, seen or respected in my nature, it's not someone for me yeah. and it's, and it's okay. But so much people think that they have a problem to fix. And for someone like me, especially in business, only in my feminine, I have bought so much programs mm -hmm. from people who were only offering the masculine parts and finding myself again unable to do the work because I wasn't a match to that energy because that energy wasn't respecting my sensibility, my rhythm. And you are someone who does the bridges, who does the bridge between the masculine and the feminine. So I guess that now you are able to talk to both energy and to dance with the flow with both energy. And there, both energy can create something. You can birth a child from it, from the masculine and the feminine. This is so beautiful. So let me go. You said several things. So Number one, you asked me on the spot, like, okay, what would you say? And I said, well, okay, well, 
this is just who I am. So let me think of something to say that would maybe get you to do it. But now I, I don't regret it because then it prompted you to give the answer that you gave. And so now I'm going back and I would say instead of, cause yeah, punishing ourselves for not being a certain way. Like I don't even do that myself. Like, oh, you know, if I eat this dessert or if I don't exercise, then I'm going to be like this. That doesn't work for me. So what does work sometimes is thinking how good you will feel, which is so much more positive and it's more reinforcing of who we want to be. Like, oh, but think of the people that you will impact if you speak. Think of the people that will be touched and the money that you can make if you put your gifts out to the world, the money you can make serving people. So thank you for saying that because you're right. I don't want us to be like, oh, and you're going to be in your deathbed. You're going to be 80 years old. And then you're going to be like, I did. that's horrible. So, okay, never mind. But this, you see, that's also my masculine of like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so that's that. And the second thing is it's being in the energy of something, which is behind the scenes. This is what we've been giving each other without me even knowing, because what you sent to me in a previous voice memo was you said something like, oh, being, I don't know how you said it. I could go back and listen, but you said something like being in your energy. I feel so productive. Yeah. And you said, you inspire me, you know, but you're like, but I'm not someone that needs to be inspired. But now putting it in context, in the context of what you just shared, it's my masculine energy with the feminine sensibility that propels you to action. Exactly. Yes. And I told you this morning that it's almost like I feel like I have Vanessa, this little angel on my side who is not monitoring my heart. But like I told, this is what I, I there's so much cursing in this, in this podcast today, but I said, I feel like when I deliver a message, I ask myself, will it pass Vanessa's bullshit meter, right? Because she's so freaking sensitive to the truth that I know that if, that if I'm not being honest and truthful and full of heart, that she'll sense it because I have no problem with the masculine structure. And then thirdly, you talked about Empress being the bridge between the masculine and the feminine. So in my course, Unchained, which I would like to give to you, by the way, Vanessa, and it's, I want to put it in the show notes, but in the course Unchained, it's about 10 modules of, I would say the masculine. It was really like, I invited people to roll up their sleeves and you know what? Okay. So I'm feeling generous because I'm gifting it to Vanessa, but to you guys, for two weeks, I'm going to offer 50% off. So you can have it for 50% off. If And it's called Unchained. And in Unchained, we really look at all the structures, all the, we ask all the right questions because what you also said was that you needed to do something that honored your energy and who you are. And the problem with being in masculine only containers is that it's one size fits all. This is exactly how I did it. Do it my way. And then you said that you, you bought all these courses and you wound up not doing them. And so it really is a matter of asking the right questions from me. If you're learning from me, it's me asking the right questions. So before we start teaching Empress, before I start teaching Empress, 
I'm going to be adding a whole section after this interview on masculine energy. It's asking the right questions, which I know will move you towards action. So if you want to build your business, what structures, what systems in place would I be able to set up so that I can flow, so that I can produce these results? And so one of the things that I'm really excited about Empress is that it's going to be in a content format. So Monday or Tuesday, whatever the day is, I'm going to teach a principle. And then we're going to have Voxer open all weeks where the the clients and students can interact. And then on Thursday or Friday, I'm going to come in, we're going to use Telegram, and then we'll get to mastermind. And so you'll be able to bring in your questions and you can ask me anything about masculine structures, about I don't do ads, but I'm just saying, like, you can ask me, I was going to say ads or funnels or hiring or assistance, whatever it is that I can use my expertise and my knowledge to be able to assist you so that you can have a thriving business because a business, I keep repeating it, a business is supposed to make money. And I want you to make money. Vanessa wanted me to talk about like, okay, so make me want the money, right? Like make me want to earn the money. I'm like, I freaking love the money. I love making money because I love being able to do whatever it is that I want with the money and earning the money, doing the things that you love and doing it with heart. So I personally get immense pleasure from doing the things. This is why our podcast is 1.5 top percent of all podcasts. That's masculine structure because rain or shine, no matter what I was going through, I showed up. That's masculine structure. When I didn't feel like it, when I had a cold, when my throat was hurting, when whatever, it's like, okay, I would ask. So this is bringing in the feminine, maybe asking my team, hey, my throat hurts today, for example, I'm making stuff up, but that would happen all the time. My throat hurts today. Can I have an extension? So the old way would have been, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'll get sick tomorrow and I'm like, die, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. That's the old way. That's not me anymore. So, but the masculine in me committed once a week, I show up, I get things done. The feminine says, Hey, can I have two, three more days to make this happen because of this, this, this? Okay. And then I get it done. But my commitment is masculine. The structure once a week is masculine. The outsourcing and hiring a team to get it done, that decision was masculine. Allowing myself to be supported maybe was feminine. But I knew, and I'm really understanding right now too, more and more as we speak, Vanessa, that I had wanted to do a podcast for years, but because I didn't want to deal with the technology, I didn't do it. And so I was stuck yeah. in inaction. Exactly. So does this help? Are we on the yes. right Yes. Yes. Absolutely. The last conversations we had were about the, the feminine and uh, because I think that it may be possible that you have associated your masculine energy with the burnout that you had. But maybe that's something that I observe in my clients. The masculine isn't a problem. The reactive masculine is Meaning uh, a trauma or lack in the childhood, deep fear or something like that. And suddenly this inner fire is over-consuming because it is reactive. But 
when your masculine is just there to create and be supportive to the feminine, it is something so beautiful, so beautiful. So that's why I wanted to have that conversation with you because I've heard you talk now speaking about the feminine, but your masculine is just beautiful now. And maybe, maybe your masculine now is completely balanced with your feminine. And that's why I wanted you to, to talk about it too. Oh, you're such a gift. Oh my God, seriously. And this is what happened. Thank you. Thank you. Like you are such a gift because it was a complete blind spot. I did not occur to me, even though I've seen it in front of my eyes of people, intelligent, wise, brilliant women not taking action. And I'm like, what the heck? And it didn't occur to me that they were so in their feminine. And so you really brought that to light because I so enjoy like our conversations and like you're one of the most brilliant women that I really that I know. And to hear you say that you struggle sometimes, that has been a challenge. I don't want to say struggle, but that has been a challenge for you to take action. I'm like, what? You said that during um, my course, I manifest and I was like, what? It's a thing. And so seeing that makes me see my gift of the masculine. And I actually really love my masculine because I, I told you I was afraid of it for years. And now it's the same force that I used to build a multi-million dollar business is the same force that's coming back now with all the lessons, all the wisdom and with the embodied feminine. So, ooh, I might need to name change the name of the course to the embodied. Okay, that's a different Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for all your answer here. I, I, there was still something. Let me just a minute. Uh, yeah. And also I heard you um, speak about the fact that Empress would also have a mastermind part mm -hmm. because the how with all the programs that I have about, even with Cassie Award, and there is so yeah. much program telling us the how. I know the how, but what's helping me, it's been your energy. As simple as that, I'm sure Empress will be exceptional. And I feel like saying that maybe even if you would just be there in silence, <laughs> even your soul presence would be helpful because you hold that energy. You hold a successful story. You hold your experience. You hold your company. So your voice and your energy and your presence gives me the impulse even more than the now how. I'm blown away. And I, I understand it because you do that for me with the feminine. So before I met you, I don't think I understood quite clearly how energy can actually like the frequency of people can do that. Can you talk just a little bit about that in terms of your expertise? I don't know if it's gene keys or whatever your magic is, because it's an actual, and I've also been reading a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's talking about just people's electromagnetic field and how that affects everyone in the room and beyond the room. So yeah, can, how is it that somebody's energy can move someone like that? 
okay, let's make things simple. Everything is connected in the universe. Everything is energy. It's not woo-woo anymore. Thank God. Today it's science. And it goes very far because you only have some time to think about someone that inspires you and you feel inspired. Even the only thought can inspire you. Um, And you also can think about someone who stresses you out and you will feel that stress also. Being in the presence of someone that is really stressed in the room and you will feel it. So we feel things really. And I think that is the foundation of everything because first we feel, then we think. But first we feel, and the voice is carrying the energy of your being. And that's why podcasts are so successful today. We are not only listening to the information, we are literally absorbing the energy of that person. I realize that every time that I need a kind of energy into my life, I connect with podcast or someone that carries that energy. And I open myself being a very flowy (laughs) woman. I open my system to that voice and I absorb that voice. And with all my open centers in human design, it's all the doors that are open to the energy. I embrace that. I embody that. And I will not become that. It will help me. It will nourish me. It will give me a type of energy that will go away. And if I need it again, I will take that again. And that's how we are nourishing each other. You and me and the whole world is functioning like that. Thank you. I felt it. And that's exactly actually what I do when I need to be inspired or I need a certain something or a certain energy. I go to a podcast usually or a video. It it has to do with voice, sometimes with reading, but really the voice is is so huge. Oh my God, this might be my favorite podcast ever. Thank you, (laughs) Vanessa. Thank you. Wow. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this very impromptu episode. So Empress begins soon. The links to all the good stuff that we've mentioned, including my previous podcast episode with Vanessa, is below. The link with the discount to Unchained is below. And I'm so excited. I hope to see you on the other side if you're being called to it. Have an amazing day. Goodbye. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.